0: Welcome to My Beauty fuel, Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. It would be amazing if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Deezer. It helps us to keep going and keep motivated. This afternoon, I have the extreme pleasure to be with Jennifer Rassiopi, who is an author, an astrologer, so many incredible things, a big inspiration of mine. Thank you so much for being here with us.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I would love to know a little bit about how you got started in astrology, in the spiritual world. I know it's a big thing now. For me, it hasn't always been a big thing in my life. How did it come into yours?
1: Yeah. So um, I did not grow up in, in an astrologically attuned home or in an astrologically attuned environment. I grew up in a Roman Catholic uh, upbringing with very traditional um, Catholic values. And uh, my, my spiritual journey was one of which um, that it, it, there was a corollary, right? In astrology, everything's a corollary relationship. But my, my spiritual development happened in corollary with the health crisis. I had cancer at a young age, um, which was gynecological reproductive cancer, which through my whole definition of what it meant to be, be an emerging woman, right? I wasn't quite a woman yet. I was 17, 18. I was actually I was 18 when I got my first diagnosis. And, um, and I, as a consequence of having had cancer, I, I was postmenopausal by the time I was 19. Um, so I had this really Um, accelerated maturation process through the crisis of having both cancer, losing all my reproductive capacities, and being dropped off in menopause before I had even turned 20, that um, pretty much disrupted any kind of developmental, psychological, or emotional norm that would be typical of someone in their late teens, early 20s which meant that I needed to find a spiritual corollary that actually supported my journey as a woman, as opposed to the exclusive story I had received via my very, 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 um, I would say, I I had, my mom had some progressive values, but overall, my upbringing was fairly strict and very conservative. Um, And uh, it was through a journey of exploration, really, banging down doors, this was the late 90s that I was going through all this, the early 2000s, so very much before there were blogs or podcasts or really even you know, the internet was just emerging at that time. Um, so finding answers meant traveling. And through the process of traveling and just trying many, many practices, and it was kind of like the kitchen sink of healing, if you will. Um, in 2001, I was introduced to a woman in Lake Tahoe who taught me how to sink my life to the phases of the moon. And then later that year, I had met a Vedic astrologer it was also um, became my Ayurvedic practitioner or my yeah my Ayurvedic doctor and um my yoga teacher and he taught me how to really um understand and accept my faith as explained through my astrology chart but do all that I could to remediate to remediate some of the less than favorable aspects I had going on in my life at that time and to live medicinally in sync with seasons and rhythms of nature. And that launched me on a pretty massive trajectory. That was two thousand one to two thousand three. I practiced with him, and really took to yoga in a very deep, meaningful way, and Ayurveda. And um, obviously, I'd also been working with the moon's phases in a very ritualistic, sort of neo pagan way. And uh, and from there, um, you know, time would just have it where I would just constantly turn to astrology and astrologers for guidance. Um, in, in 2000, I want to say it was 2008, maybe 2007. I connected with Deborah Silverman, who then um, very much helped me understand and grasp the Western component of my astrological chart. Um, freedom had introduced me to the Vedic. Deborah Silverman, really the Western, and uh, and at that point, it just became a very meaningful practice that all roads led back to. Um, and Deborah took me under her wing and um, took me on as a mentee for quite a few years. And um, I actually pursued becoming a coach and an Ayurvedic nutritionist, uh, in addition to learning astrology. And I had no intentions of ever practicing astrology professionally, not at was such a nascent point in my career when I really began doing so. Um, it just really actually came naturally and was this beautiful complement to the coaching work I had done. And really just took off Um, with a powerful personal story about how this had helped me. I felt compelled to share with women how nature is mirrored through astrology and nature is also in their body and we are nature. And when we align with all of this, we come into a deeper sense of harmony and, and can really quite frankly simplify our health practices when we get that.
0: That is a pretty incredible story. I can't imagine going through that at such a young age. And how did you survive what could have been a breakdown i mean did you initially just jump into this kind of like voyage of trying to find yourself um spiritually as you as you had mentioned you had grown up you know so um conservatively what was like the key factor into saying okay screw all of that i'm going on a different route
1: a desperation i mean frankly it was just desperation and um I had had a contentious relationship with my mom. She and I were just very uh, different, and we were at that point in our, in my developmental journey and my mom's developmental journey. You know, my mom had me when she was 27 and, uh, I don't know, maybe 28 when she had me, um, which, you know, as a woman, a fully mature. And I, I think now that I get older and I'm in my 40s, I can look back and just say, oh, you know, that that is... I assume my mom, I don't know. I think I just assumed like adults had it together to such a degree that they weren't still developing themselves. But now when I look back, I'm like, my mom was really still um, on her own journey of maturation when my cancer happened and I was obviously in crisis and um, my maturation was expedited through this crisis. And my mom and I both just were... We, we had taken it as far as we could go together. And I was really just needing more than anything to find myself. I just knew that healing wasn't possible until I understood who I was and what my emotional needs were. And for me, that meant having distance from my family of origin. So I moved to California. I took a leave of absence. I was in college at a competitive state college in New Jersey where I grew up, and I took a leave of absence, um, and I moved to San Diego, um, where I reestablished residency in California, so I financially emancipated myself from my family and um, became a resident in the state of California, uh, which meant that I would be able to go to state school there for, you know, in-state fees, which if anyone's not in the states, that's a a, a very progressive state school system, so it was very affordable to me you know, so much of what I discovered on that path was just, I had to find my own sovereignty. I really had to find my own sovereignty. And um, that was the backbone of my healing.
0: I think it's pretty, I mean, it's extraordinarily powerful that part of your healing had to do with your astrological. um, I mean, you can put it better than me for sure, but your astrological makeup. um, And for those out there who, aren't really who don't really get the astrology thing who are kind of like it's whatever um how were you able to find yourself through astrology
1: um so astrology is really the story of the moment you were born and in astrology we really believe in this corollary that what's happening above at any time is a mirror of what's happening on earth and there's all sorts of philosophical debates as to why is your life predestined are the stars actually causing this impact of who you were who you're born to be um is it is it a great act of synchronicity and a an a causal synchronicity and our typical expression of your identity born through the stars at that moment in this mirror no one really knows to be quite honest how astrology works or or what the underlying mechanism that makes astrology efficacious is and certainly it's the fodder for just great philosophical discussion and um frankly, academia and scholarship, you know, astrology is not something that is um, revered in that light as as an academic subject where there's scholastic rigor being employed to it. But I assure you that behind the scenes in the astrology community of what's gone on in thousands and thousands of years of this work is actually quite a bit of scholastic rigor. Um, So I just say that that astrology is this, It's way more than what your sun sign is. It's this deep understanding of how where the the sun was and where the earth was in relationship to the sun and where the moon was in relationship to the earth based on on the longitude and latitude of what you were born in the season that you were born in or the zodiacal expression of that time through the, I use what tropical zodiac, so through the expression of the tropical zodiac, which is really a reflection of where the earth is on its ellipses around the sun at any given moment, and whether you're born a day or night or a full moon, no moon, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And where the all the other planets are in the solar system relative to their own pattern around the sun at that moment, you're born, we get this thing called a birth chart. And um, in a birth chart, we can see what the relationship was to the heavens based on the longitude and latitude and the exact minute you were born. And a skilled and trained astrologer can make a thoughtful interpretation of that chart, which describes many aspects of one's life. So it can describe, you know, your basic disposition, your inner needs, how you express yourself, um, what you do with anger, how you feel anger, if you have anger or something, you know, um, what you need to feel satiated and loved and uh, what what types of relationships you may thrive in, what, what types of work relationships you may really thrive in or, or expressions of yourself professionally. You may, you're may you really born to have or what the, what the family was that you were fated to be born into and what that story is that you came in with. And we all come in with a story. And um, it really begs the question as to, is our life fate or do we have choice here? And I'm really not going to go there, but I will say that in, in my own discovery of my astrological corollary, right, of who I was from an astrological perspective, I was able to see my fate. I was able to understand the dynamics that I was born into and why and how my cancer would, would have evolved to the extent it did. And being a, you know, someone in my very early twenties with unreconcilable menopause for the rest of my life, which also meant infertility, quite a different life than any other one, my age that I knew, why was my path so unique? Why was my path so different? And I was, frankly, having um, incredible panic attacks at the time, and it was just I was in crisis. Um, and what I was going to do to take care of myself, Western medicine just, they saved my life, but it wasn't going to save my soul. And um, what, was, what was it I was here to do? And so I wouldn't say astrology was the only thing I turned to. It was, it was one of many things that I turned to. But I will say that astrology helped me fall in love with my fate, actually helped me understand why and how it was that my life was what it was, and most importantly, what what the opportunity was. And much like anything, you know, we can see in an astrology chart, okay, what are your afflictions? What are are your challenges this lifetime? But also, what are your strengths? Where can you draw upon your talents and your strengths to pull through? And um, anyone who knows when you have your back up against the wall, like I did at that time, or like many of your listeners have right now, it is, you have to be honest, right? Like I was never going to get my ovaries back and I was never going to get a different life. But what I what I did have at that time was I did have these incredible strengths that were unique to me. And by learning what they were and putting them to use, I developed a deeper sense of resilience.
0: I loved what you said, uh, that Western medicine saved your life, but it couldn't save your soul. And I think that that's such a huge message that a lot of us need to listen to because It's very true that we need to listen to a little bit of both. But in order to repair our insides, our emotional side, um, it takes real work. And it takes that that phrase really, really sticks with me. Um, So obviously, this from what you've been saying, it gave you a lot of clarity in your own life. At what moment did you bring this into a coaching method to work with others and to help others?
1: it was really very experimental when I did. So, um, I was at that time studying and training with Deborah Silverman. And so I was learning chart interpretation under her tutelage. And, um, I was a coach and I had been trained at Duke university in integrative medicine, um, coaching and as like a integrative. Yeah. It was like integrative health coaching through the, the integrative medicine lens at the department of integrative medicine at at um Duke University, which is a very again like laboratorial, rigorous academic approach, evidence-based coaching to coaching. And I was all about just exclusively doing things that were evidence-based. Astrology had no evidence in that sense, you know, there were no peer-reviewed studies, there was no nothing I can point people to. And I was actually going on to um study in, in a more advanced way in positive psychology with Dr. Tal Ben Shahar and really apprentice to the um to the to the to the movement of positive psychology coaching which again is another evidence-based style of coaching. Uh, But because I was so passionate about astrology and because I saw just how much it impacted me uh, whenever I was taking on a new client, I'd always also want to see their chart too and just understand what was going on for them astrologically. And it was through um, a process of actually just experimenting. I had taken on a few clients in a very beta form to see if there was a way that astrology could converge with, with coaching. Um, and at the time I was very specifically working with people who were entrepreneurs around how they can achieve more without burning out because my background, after I went through all my healing crisis and, and everything is, I ended up in a corporate situation that I was pretty successful in, but wasn't happy in. And, and I just noticed how high-achieving women were making a lot of sacrifices when it came to things they needed to do for their health, and it was contributing to this really intense burnout I was witnessing. So my goal was to um, do burnout interventions with high-performing professionals. Um, and, and there were just a few clients who were very willing to just take a strict astrological approach or let that be the foundation of our work and then do the coaching after. And they just had phenomenal results, like really phenomenal results. And as I was building my coaching practice, I um, worked at a hedge fund uh, as a consultant there with a more primary gig. And I was in that situation help, helping a man um, as opposed to the many specialty, which became women. But at that time, he too was very open to the astrological conversation. So it was quite playful it was in the spirit of play and spirit of exploration that I um, you know, uh, people, my clients at that time were just very open to knowing where I was in my journey, and being willing to go down that path with me, and and creating case studies around what had happened there. Um, and then, of course, I had my mentor Deborah Silverman um, supporting me at that time, and it it became this thing that took off. It just had a life of its own, especially when I made the connection between working with the moon's phases. And the, the female reproductive cycle and really making that bridge known and, uh, and and then just supporting women with their emotional health, health by understanding that they're cyclical on a monthly basis and re, reuniting them to that basic aspect of their bodies and their life.
0: I love astrology. I'd love to know more about it. And I think that um, there's a huge, there's, there's a big um, wave of people, I think, that are getting so much more interested in buy it. I mean, I even see it here in Paris. There's moon circles all the time and people for new moons, for full moons and people seem to be getting even more educated. I mean, I can't even imagine what the difference is between when you first started and now.
1: Oh my god, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, in many ways I'm still just recovering from 2018 because 2018 speak about burning out. Like I did burn out as an astrologer. It the demand became um, so insane that there, there weren't enough hours in the day. You know, like there just really wasn't. Like Reebok hired me, uh, you know, to be a to do a column with them, and um, Disney wanted me to do things with them. I mean, just these huge names that were. Uh, I, I just thought very foreign to the astrological space. Even now, I'm writing I'm things for Netflix Family. And um, and that's just a different stratosphere where astrology was even years, you know, just a few years prior. But beyond that, there is a thirst for the technical understanding of astrology and to really wrap our heads around what the mechanisms are, which is amazing because we're becoming an educated culture. But also acquiring an astrological education isn't the easiest thing either. It's been something that's been... In the back corners, you know, it's like been the weird, weird, the weird kid corner for so long, and with more of a of a pulse in the very mainstream wellness um, world now, you you know that it's just it's no longer the the weird kids in the corner, which just means that the you know everyone has to up their game a little bit, and that's not necessarily um, easy because astrology has um you know, almost like a family that has been through a lot and there's like genetic predispositions towards like feeling like there's never going to be enough or, you know, persecution in the epigenetic line or something. Uh, the astrology community, uh, I, they, I've never heard anyone actually say this before. So um, I'm just saying, just speaking freely from my own mind. But what I've witnessed is that the ast- astrology community has a little bit of the history of persecution in its in its blood because it has been for so long it's been exiled it's been relegated to the side so the freak show i mean it had a fell from fall from favor right after the renaissance with you know the age of enlightenment and the age of reason and science coming in and then it's been this like weird sort of thing that's never gone away but it's also been bastardized so it's become like sun sign horoscopes for the newspaper which is i'm all about the sun sign don't get me wrong it's just a very limited scope of how astrology can be applied. and certainly um, you know aside from, say like Carl Jung, who was so influential in the modern astrology movement and, and also we're now learning what an astrologer he was or, or how much he leaned into the wisdom of astrology to, to inform his um, analytical approach to, to, uh, to psychoanalysis and his own life, really, there, there haven't been any huge contemporary champions of astrology in in ways that have meant that astrology um, could forgive, the astrological community could forgive what's happened to them in a weird way. I'm speaking about it in very strange terms that are unfamiliar, but essentially, you know, astrology it's just gone through a lot, and it hasn't really necessarily always been safe to have this information and to give this information. So I think that as we're seeing a trend emerge around astrology, it's awesome and it's also a little scary because um, on the backside of trends and traditionally in the history of astrology has been um, very harsh reactions that have pushed into far, far reaching corners. And I want to say brought shame to the community, but have been shaming in nature. And uh, so I think it's awesome that there's an explosion of interest. I think that it's also... Um, something that the astrologic, astrological community is adjusting to. And because there's no real regulation around what it means to be a practicing astrologer, uh, those who whom which are, have been astrologers for 50 years or so, you know, like they're now tasked with this idea of, of yes, it's great that, they, that there's a younger generation here who wants to take this on. And this is a very complicated practice that takes years and years and years of application and understanding. And, um, and self-knowledge. So how does that really become something that's dispersed as wide stream as, it's, as it is in this moment? And is that ultimately great for the astrological community? Because does it dilute its potency and or trivialize the depth of work that goes into really understanding it? It's just a shame in some ways because, you know, we know if you want to pursue medicine or become a doctor, it's a very respected um, path to take in your life. The one of becoming an astrologer is not seen in the same light, um, but often takes the same amount of rigor in some way, and and so, it, but there's no regulation around it. So I think that it's fascinating, it's wonderful, it's a tool that everyone should use and apply. Um, but the it, and the thirst for it and the hunger for it has uh, been overwhelming and uh, and a trend. And so I hope that it's more than just a trend, right? I hope that we really do take time to understand it and its history and its roots, and even astronomically, what happens and really embody it. And um, which is why I spent the last three years of my life writing a book on it um, and have taken this work on it in a much more deep way than I initially ever intended. And ultimately, I trust in this whole thing because what astrology is, is really a way to fall in love with fate. You know, there are some things we can change, and a lot of it we can't. You know, so it's like a lot of this is kind of like scripted. You know, like it just already is what it is. It's not something we have to govern or or um, or change or or can really. You know, it is what it is. There's a big surrender there as well, which is a beautiful aspect of falling in love with fate. It's just learning to accept things as they are. Um, But I do, I do just want the general public to understand that this is a a rigorous. almost academic subject that um, takes years and years and years to master and to respect that, you know, and not just trivialize it in the ways that it has been trivialized in the past. I hope that makes sense.
0: No, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, So I know that you have a book coming out and you briefly went over a little bit about what it entails. Can you tell us a little bit more?
1: Yes, sure. I'd love to. So it's called Cosmic Health, um, Unlocking Your Healing Magic with Astrology, Positive Psychology and Integrative Wellness. And um, the book is told in four parts, but essentially it's, it's an overview of, of what astrology is and this intersection uh, that I've developed called Cosmic Health, which is looking at the intersections of astrology and positive psychology and then integrative wellness. As I said, in my background's in both um, integrative health coaching and positive psychology, and then this other astrological lens. And what I do in this book is just develop a, an understanding of the corollary. So I break down um, all the planets, with, and then I pair it with a with a lens of which I'm going to tell the story of that planet through um, a facet of modern research around health, happiness, well-being. Um, it, it depends on on the chapter I'm working in. And then I offer a ritual for working with that planet. I also teach you how to work with the phases of the moon, what it means to work with the phases of the moon, as well as with the seasons. So um, seasonal, the seasons happen based on the fact, as we all know, that the earth spins on an axis and that earth spins on its axis in a secondary secondary rotation around the sun, which then creates our seasonal living. So um, I break down seasonal living through through the lens of astrology to help people live rhythmically, lunar living, um, I break down all the planets and what they mean, and I provide that with a positive psychology or, or an um, integrative wellness corollary to help you understand um, an aspect of what that planet expresses through the lens of this one specific teaching I give in each of these chapters. But aside from that, I really help you understand your sun, moon, and rising. So you'll understand what, it, you know, what a sun, moon, and rising means and this trifecta of your astrology chart and how to start to understand yourself on a deeper level. Um, through the lens of astrology. So it's a pretty comprehensive book. And like I said, I've spent year, years on it.
0: <laughs> it sounds awesome. And I think that that's a little something that all of us will be very excited to read because now I think a lot of us who are interested in astrology at least know these three factors of our astrological makeup. So I am very excited to read Yay! it.
1: Well, thank you so much.
0: Of course. To finish, I want to turn it back over to you, personally you, and know a little bit about your day-to-day. Do you have any sorts of routines, astrological, yogi, morning routines, evening routines, things that you do um, most days to make yourself feel good?
1: Uh yeah, absolutely. So, um, they change, you know, I do things based on where I'm at in the season of my life and the season of, of, of our, you know, planetary transition around the sun, our literal season. But I would say very consistently for a very long time. I have worked with the phases of the moon. I mean, I've worked with the phases of the moon now for uh, 19 years consistently, which means that I live my life in sync with where the sun and the moon are in relationship to one another and what's happening with our lunar journey. And that's just been the backbone of my practice. So with that, because I don't have a menstrual cycle, I've um, really lived rhythmically with what the, moon, what the sun's going through. So I try to engage – I'm sorry, what the moon's going through. So I try to uh, structure my days so they're reflective of the lunar phases so that that for me replaces what would have been my menstrual cycle. Um, so that, that's at the crux of what I do, but quite literally what I do every morning is I have an altar, um, where I do sacred, I, I have a sacred space ritual where I honor the cardinal directions and their corollary elements. And then I do some chanting and I work with my intentions and I do some visualization and or some prayer, um, and I do journaling. So I journal, um, pretty regularly. I wouldn't say daily because there's certainly days that I skip, but most days there's some sense of journaling. Um, and then also just, I have a strong physical health practice. So I run, I have a Peloton bike. Uh, I, I do, do restorative yoga and, um, and certainly like a downward dog. I don't have a very strong asana practice right now. My, my practice has really shifted, but I do, um, incorporate that in after my, my working out and um I also do Pilates. Um, and much of my life is geared towards eating at home and cooking my meals and having rituals around that and my vitamins and that sort of thing. Uh um, but you know, and then the last and not least, my my career, I'm very fortunate to have a career that is thriving based on my own creativity. So um nurturing and cultivating my own creativity is basically the center of my, uh, spiritual and wellness practices. So all things come back to that. So I spend most of my days just doing my work, which is, I'd like to think of as a wellness practice in and of itself.
0: I would definitely say that it is. Thank you so much for all of your incredible insight, your intelligence, uh, your information. It has been such a pleasure. Oh my God. Thank you so much. You're so sweet.